0: A police officer sits in his car, listening to the radio, on a dull evening in a small town. On the edge of a wooded area, a man stumbles from the darkness and slowly crawls on his hand and knees. The officer approaches the man and finds him near death and bloodied. The police officer rushes him to a hospital for safety and care. A place for sanctuary. But this sanctuary may not be for salvation. This sanctuary may be the den of a hellish cult seeking redemption from the beyond a group of white-hooded individuals surrounding the hospital with an upside-down triangle on their face brandishing knives. With no way out, the trapped individuals must confront the cosmic murderous nightmare lurking in the shadows of this hospital. This is It Records. Hello, everybody. I'm uh, one of your co-hosts of the podcast It Records, and I'm joined, as always, with my lovely co-hosts, Peter and Lindsay. Hello,
1: everyone. <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh. Lindsay, you sound so thrilled. <laughs> you know it! Uh, we have a gun to your head. We're we'll making you co co-ho- host <laughs> against your will. <laughs> yeah.
0: We gotta get this thing recorded tonight. Um, but I, I, got, I called you guys my co host this time. I, I really caught myself instead of introducing you as guests to the podcast, which you are not.
2: <laughs> okay, you know. We started this together, Matt. Don't you forget? I know.
0: My introductions, though, slowly started to turn into like it's in my show, and you guys just happen to drop in. But I'm working on it. It's
2: because you take the. It's because you take the lead. It's a. It's a lot of power. Yeah, it
0: is. Yeah, I, in that. But you know I feel you like I'm like.
2: Well.
0: Oh, well thank you. I, it feels like my monologue for like a late night show, and then I'm bringing you on. But it's not that. Anywho. This week, everybody, uh, we watched the 2016 film uh, *The Void*, written and directed by Jeremy Gillespie and Stephen Konstanski. I believe it's pronounced. Supernatural cosmic horror came out independent film. And if you haven't heard of it, um, this is the basic synopsis of the film: uh, a police officer, Carter discovers a blood-soaked man limping down a deserted road. He rushes to a local hospital uh, with a bare-bones night-shift staff. There's only a few people in this hospital because um, they're moving to a different one. Ploaked cult-like figures surround the building. The patients and staff inside start to turn ravenously insane. Trying to protect the survivors, Carter, the police officer, leads them into the depths of the hospital where they'll discover a gateway to immense evil. And, uh, you know, if that's not enough, I'm going to throw you the trailer right now, so you can get a a glimpse (laughs) into the void. Haven't you ever wished to save someone beyond saving? No matter what the cost. This is uncharted territory. The body has to adjust, of course. We weren't built for this kind of thing. Be surprised at the things you find when you go looking. There is something calling them all here.
2: What if those people get in here? What are we supposed to do?
0: You saw it. What was that?
2: You know where you go when you die.
0: I do. All right, so there's your trailer. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope my synopsis—well, you couldn't see the the picture, but I hope what you heard was similar to what I told you. Um,
2: we definitely watched it at the same time.
0: Oh, but I'm just saying, our listeners did not—they did not see what we saw. No, I. They're, gotcha. it, they're taking it for <laughs> granted that whatever I said is what was on the pictures the moving images um, but with the void um, we can get into the plot a little bit pretty recent movie, 2016 um, but I'll talk a little bit later I want to talk about the horror relevance I used to do that quite a bit on the show um, and it's a subgenre I, I thought it was like body horror it reminded me of a really 80's body horror type movie watching this and i'll go into a little more of that significance but uh pete speaking of that i thought this movie would have stuck out to you quite a bit being the 80s fan you are it's your favorite decade before
2: before before we get into that i forgot about the horror elephants we haven't done that in a really long time no Uh uh-uh was it cloverfield is the last time you better t- switch that phone off. <laughs> Turn <It's laughs> that little silence thing on. If you have an iPhone, I don't even remember if I you do have it. an iPhone.
0: And it's right over by the computer. It's been moved. <laughs>
2: you better hit that little switch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Anyways.
1: Thank you kindly. Uh,
0: you were talking about horror Yeah, else?
2: I mean, yeah. Oh, I was I was just saying that we haven't done it in a while. Mm-hmm. I want to say the last time we did it was actually Cloverfield. Yeah. It's been a while
0: <laughs> since we, like, uh, specifically pointed it out, what this movie was, uh, its relevance in horror. We've probably touched upon it. It
2: definitely has a lot. Yeah. It definitely is, like, the most referenced horror film I've seen in a while. Like, that, like, you could see, like, really, like, what inspired it. I feel like these two guys that directed it... I, I think they're two guys. I it know. is, yeah. They're two guys. Was mm-hmm. it? Yeah. Okay. Um, Jeremy
0: Gillespie and Stephen Kostansky.
2: Okay. Um... I could... I thought, like, when I was watching, I could... I was like, oh, they're taking it from this movie. They're taking it from that movie. I really saw a lot of influence from The thing, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw Event Horizon in there. Mm-hmm. And then I thought I saw... I don't know if you guys have ever seen this, but Assault on Precinct 13. The John Carpenter one. Yeah.
1: Hey. Hmm. I haven't.
2: At least, like, the, the core. Because, like, that movie is, like, about a police officer who's going to an understaffed police station that's because they're moving to a different precinct because that one's closing down. So it's basically, like, the same bare bones. As, oh, we're in a hospital now.
1: Okay.
2: Like, same like And in, like, and in, like the, the villains were supernatural-like, which so are, is the gang of the original in that movie. They're kind of supernatural mm-hmm. with the way they move and attack. I kind of got the, that kind of vibe.
0: Yeah. Um...
2: And Adventure Horizon came more in at the end, where I could talk about that later.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, sure, um, but I, I saw several references, and something you mentioned it, uh, with John Carpenter and the thing. I think that's a pretty relevant. I mean, when people die in this film, something happens to their body where they become these creature type things. Um, I, I got some vibes with George Romero, um, especially with the dynamic mm-hmm. of the characters you say Event Horizon I see Hellraiser uh,
2: I saw I've seen that compared I think they're both I mean both Clive Barker was involved oh
0: absolutely and when <laughs> I watched Event Horizon I said I see Hellraiser in this movie so they're very in that same yeah. vein of 80s type of like body horror films oh, Event Horizon was the 90s yeah but. Mm-hmm.
2: I think with the way that um, this movie kind of like progressed it kind of reminded me of how the ending for Event Horizon was, where it was just, like, mysterious, I guess, is what I would say right now, is that we're not entirely sure, like, what's going on near the end.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, I would say, for most of the film, you kind of have that um, mysterious, I don't know, otherworldly, really vague understanding of what's going on with these... these there's, like about maybe like eight eight people yeah. in this hospital
1: Absolutely.
0: and somebody dies um with a scissors being stabbed in their eyes and a one cr- <laughs> right of my notes what's that what the fuck is
2: happening yeah <laughs> like, like i was writing it and i was just like it's like the fourth note i think it's like 30 minutes i'm like what the fuck is happening right now oh, <laughs> like i
1: completely 100 <laughs> percent agree i was so confused I,
2: I started off with watching Night of the Living Dead, of course. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, the guy in the hospital.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And then uh, I said the Sultan Precinct thing. And then I was like, oh, what the fuck is happening right now? <laughs> yeah. And then I moved on. I'm like, so the murderers in the beginning are good guys? Because <laughs> yeah. remember how it opened up is that these two, like, an older man and a younger man who you think are related, are are I mean are, are related, I don't know. Um, they like it looks like they just brutally murdered like a family because they're coming in the house this guy comes running who Matt said in the intro that that's the guy that the police officer finds and he gets away from them mm-hmm. so it seems like these are the bad guys and then as the plot thickens they don't seem so bad which is weird
0: mm-hmm.
1: yeah I wasn't really sure uh, what to think of these couple of characters throughout. I was getting some bad vibes, but...
2: uh, Especially the father. The father is just kind of like a... I mean, yeah, he had a troubled past because it's slowly revealed that he had a loss in his family. But even then, it's just like, you don't seem like a good person. Yeah,
0: 100%. He seems really aggressive, yeah. Yeah. But they do allude to... I mean, that, that's how the movie starts. And these people running out of the house, and we might think these people are bad because they basically shoot this person and burn their body, but they turn out to be on the side of the protagonists in the hospital, because these weird, other earthly, other dimensional creatures begin to all attack these characters. I think what it's supposed to be like a showcasing, I don't know, it's a very vague film, is like we're seeing the microcosm of this hospital, of these people being attacked, but it's happening all over this town. Like and it's been happening. All the opening shots before they're in the hospital, there's nobody. It's like deserted. There's there's a vacancy sign at this hotel. And the father says when they're in the hospital, to all them, he goes, "Do you want this to? You don't want this to happen again, do you?" And the son shows that like throat that throat cut that he has. So apparently, this has been going on for a while. Like oh, they, they they've seen some shit that might have been happening in this town or throughout the country or. The town over. Yeah. Okay. And we're just, we're getting the glimpse through the cop's eyes of, oh shit, this is happening in the hospital, but it could have been going on this whole time.
1: That makes a lot of sense. Mm
2: hmm Yeah, I'll get into this a little bit later, but I thought, even though it's like, it's sometimes good not to have everything explained to you this is where i'm like okay i could use a little more explaining right now because you're just throwing shit at me Mm -hmm. and you're waiting for something to stick because they're just i feel like they just crammed a bunch of shit together into a movie from these other movies that they liked and just combined them all into this mishmash of everything and they're like, eh, whatever works is happening. <laughs> well,
1: I'm glad I'm not the only one who was feeling that way, because I felt like I was just, like, not following, like, like I should have been following. I was just like, what the fuck's going you know, on? I
2: found it a very, I found it, a, I found it very hard to follow. Like, there are some movies that, of course, I love that just don't make any fucking sense. I will admit that. But I would say that a good portion of them at least try and establish some kind of rule set or like or just like you know what this movie's fucking nuts don't take us too seriously
1: mm-hmm.
2: at least mm-hmm. there's like that kind of thing this movie is taking itself a little more seriously not really giving you a whole lot to follow You're just, like, supposed to be, like, really confused until it's slowly be revealed, but then you're like, I still don't really know what's going on. Mm -hmm. Totally. Yeah,
0: I I think that's the general reaction I've heard from, like, reading reviews and what we're saying. Um, It's okay for a movie to be vague, and this one tries to. Like, there's those dream sequences that the cop sees of, like, these, like, really cloudy landscapes of, I don't know, what what he's seen. And there's sort of, like, some reality shifting where like there wasn't supposed to be a basement to this hospital like the blueprint said there wasn't but the guys went down to this basement area
2: mm-hmm. in so a like sub basement <laughs> in a
0: sub basement yeah so there's like some sort of reality shifting that's going on in the film um which is fine but just even the plot itself like explaining that to us or like coming to some cohesive end uh, I was confused mm-hmm. um, I wanted just to and they had that one scene where Dr. Powell who's um who we can get into a little later without spoiling um Anyway, what did he say? Oh, I lost my train of thought because I didn't want to spoil Doctor Powell's character. Damn it! Um, just spoil. It. Yeah, we can
2: maybe just, just go ahead and spoil it anyway,
1: like every other time.
0: Uh, I don't know if it will now. Um, oh, uh, yes, it did. Okay, Doctor Powell is one of the one of the, the eight people, and and he dies. He gets killed, but he comes back from the dead as some sort of weird creature. Spoiler alert. And he has this exposition scene, like a long exposition scene where Alice is like on that operating table, which mm-hmm. is, I'm, I'm not sure, Carter, our main character, police officers, wife, ex-wife, uh, they had a baby. Seems, it
2: seems like they're
0: separated I yeah. got Yes, after okay. the
2: loss of their child.
0: Right. That's pretty significant. The loss of the child between them, that's a major point between them and the film. But she's on this operating table and he's given this exposition of like why he's doing this and what they're seeing. But not in its entirety, it was really directed towards Powell's character of he lost his daughter as well, and he wants to bring her back
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, in any way possible, out. and
0: that's where the void comes in, this sort of interdimensional space where there's no real distinction between living and dead, is what I got. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: And Dr. Powell turns out to be, like, the surprise cult leader, is right? <laughs>
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. Mhm. Big time. Um. Yeah. Yeah, that was freaky. And yeah, he. I don't even know what he looks like. It's almost like a, a almost like a reptile or something, <laughs> fully scaled. But there's also these several other creatures um, that we see throughout the film, that after somebody dies, um, with, they come back to life as like a thing type creature. Um, and most of those were all actual, like, prosthetics, animatronics, makeup, which I thought was an interesting aspect of this film, that it was barely any digital, uh, CGI type work. Yeah,
2: that, I would give them props for that. That, that looked great. They did a really good job with that. Mm-hmm. And it seems like that's what they were focused on, other than telling a cohesive story. hmm <laughs> That could very well be. Yeah, that seemed
0: to be the, Yeah. The number one priority I felt like was make this look cool. Um well that bring these guys' backgrounds, they've only directed like two film two or three films. It's like uh Father's Day, which is another like cheeky horror film, I think Manborg, something like that. But what they're known oh, for they did
2: Manborg?
0: Yeah, these guys uh wrote and directed Manborg. But what they're really known for in like the industry, um I'm it's like creative guys it's either makeup or like cgi stuff um they've worked on like suicide squad and pacific rim um and some major blockbuster type action movies and those are two off the top of my head so i think they were like how about we make a movie that we really want to do like with practical effects um and go all out that's really their Mm -hmm. bread and butter but they wrote and directed it as well Mm mm-hmm which I actually have a, a quick little clip if people want to uh, listen in. It's called The Nightmare, or Nightmare in the Making. And it's just a little little clip from the making of The Void and uh, what it took to make some of these crazy creatures, hellish creatures from this other dimension, as well as some of the sets, because the set took place on an old abandoned high school, and they had to transform it into this <laughs> ho- hospital-slash-cult den. So, yeah, listen in
2: beautiful thing about uh, practical effects is that they look great. Um, they work best, uh, in my opinion, like uh, above CG, whatever. They look great on camera, but when you're on such a tight timeline, they need to work f- the first time through, and that's not how practical effects work. It's like a process of kind
0: of like getting it there.
2: And we didn't have any time. Basically, you had to show up on set with a thing, which due to necessity and due to budget had to be built to be modular and serve multiple purposes, which just means there's multiple things that can go wrong on it. Thankfully, a lot of these things worked. A lot of them didn't. That's just the nature of these kinds of effects. Thankfully, we were able to do inserts after the fact, kind of fill out some of the sequences.
0: The special effects team is bananas talented. You don't really have to do anything but react to what you're seeing. It's not hard to feel terrified. And we're back! All right. Um, (laughs) So we've talked a little bit about, you know, the makeup and, like, the prosthetics they did with it. Um, But we haven't really gotten into themes um, or really too much of the the references to these guys, uh, what uh, inspired them. So did you guys have any opinions on, on those influences?
1: Yeah, um... This movie has a lot of, uh, Lovecraftian elements, uh, definitely, like, 100%, um, and the ones that I was able to pick up on, um, there's definitely a lot of unanswered questions, um, you know, especially toward the end, I kind of felt like, you know, like, oh shit, like, you know, what's, what's gonna happen now, and obviously, um, that's kind of left up to, to interpretation, so, um, that was pretty spooky, um, and then i think that there's a lot of especially what comes to mind is when allison is kind of locked away with uh dr powell and she's kind of on that table and not able to escape you know there's a lot of uh helplessness and hopelessness which is another um theme present in lovecraftian Mm. kind of horror and uh you know yeah there's a lot of sci-fi and you know mystical obviously horror elements in this movie and those are the two things that really stood out to me if you guys can think of anything else or you know that comes to mind
0: yeah no it's interesting i mean um those lovecraftian themes because i was reading how they came up with like wanting to do it do make this film was they were working on, I think, I hope it was Suicide Squad, but it was some movie where Guillermo, Guillermo del Toro mm. was making one of his movies, and he was making like a Lovecraftian like adaptation of some sort, and they were they were able to sit in on the set, and check it out and read over the script, and they were like, oh, I have an idea, for this movie. So, heavy influences like from the get go on Lovecraftian yeah. type storytelling. Mm,
1: that's interesting.
0: Mm-hmm. One thing I wanted to talk about. With I mentioned the relevance of the horror genre um, to this movie, and I mean it's really I mean it's a, it's a cosmic horror, supernatural type horror, but uh, like the really the heart of it is it's in it's a body horror film. If if yes. anything else, um, really reminds me of like an eighties body horror. These kids probably grew up. The kids, the guys who directed this movie probably grew up on that stuff, and like wanted to those, make a movie.
2: Those little rugrats. No, oh, those
0: kids. Making the scary <laughs> scary movies, um, but with their camcorder, <laughs> yeah, and the makeup and the fake blood. Anywho, uh, I, I just was looking into body horror and the background of it, and there's really three main elements that make a body horror film. And you have like the invasion body horror, or by like disease or contagion. You have uh violation by mutilation sort of uh body horror and then you have transformation um like basically through biological metamorphosis and i could explain more of those are kind of self-explanatory but um i thought this film kind of fell within the last one the transformation but which is like very lovecraftian it's Mm -hmm. um The body horror is coming from the body, transforming into something completely different, some sort of alien being, dimensional being. Um, That's what's freaky about the body horror films. It's like this sacred tomb, this rubbery flesh that we hold so, so, uh, I don't know, with high praise. And and these movies like really get to the core of like ripping apart the body. Mm -hmm. Um, But I don't think it's Invasion could be I guess if you what's the what the void is but it's not really a disease that creates the body horror invasion of the body snatchers is like the one of the first ones that comes to mind with invasion um and then
2: yeah I can't really think of it. another one even before that
0: um yeah uh,
2: it, cause that was 50s <laughs>
0: mm-hmm oh there's gotta be several but even any sort of like zombie, like uh, 28 Days Later, isn't really, it has some gore to it, but it's got the contagion element to it, um, is what has the, the body horror. And then mu- violation by mutilation, I think, of Alien has um, been a more prominent one with them, you know, impregnating, putting their eggs in people yeah. by shooting uh, basically a mini head into the person. And then bursting yeah. forth through them uh, when yeah. they're born. But yeah, that's just a, a background into body horror and the three main stages. And this one's really in the transform, transformative metamorphosis mm-hmm. stage. Especially with Dr. Powell. Yeah. I mean, he's completely goes from human to, like, God, essentially. Or he says, sorry, the Void is beyond gods and beyond time. So he's yeah. way beyond that. Mm-hmm.
2: We haven't really talked about characters at all. In this, in, uh, in this podcast, yeah. I
1: didn't know yeah. any of their yeah. names at all, so I've
2: been yeah. avoiding that. My thoughts as well. <laughs> yeah, uh, you got the you got the doctor, <laughs> you got the police officer, the police officer's wife, who's a nurse. and yeah. you got the mm-hmm. nurse in training, mm-hmm. who's like, I didn't want to fucking be here, and you're like, the other girl's like, shut up, bitch, you're here, <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. deal with it. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Then you got the pregnant teenager, yeah. Who ends who, up, you know? Spoiler alert: is the doctor's <laughs> child yeah. through surgery. Super I don't awesome. know.
0: Yeah.
2: Um. Which came out of fucking nowhere, mm-hmm. really. Just like, just like, like yes, that is my child with him. I'm like, what? you're being real weird (laughs) out of nowhere like you're fine for the first oh yeah third act like
1: (laughs) different maggie maggie is her name right
0: that sounds Okay, i know her name then sure yeah i think allison is the is the cop's wife yes yeah his name is carter but what did you think of the characters you brought that up pete um did you think they were fully fleshed out? Did you care for any of the characters? Like, or, no, I didn't care. Like when <laughs> they were mutilated? Yeah, okay.
2: I mean, I think probably, like, they killed off, like, I thought the doctor was like, oh, he's like the most interesting, because like, he, like, in the beginning, he was like the voice of reason, mm-hmm. at least it kind of seems like, mm-hmm. and he, like, had the most control of the situation, because he's helping, their, saving people's lives. And then he gets killed right away by the junkie or whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> then he comes back and he's like, oh, I'm the bad guy. And I'm like, what? And then all of his, like... And then he becomes, like, a very stereotypical bad guy. Um, mm-hmm. That's just really cult-obsessed. Yeah. Like, that cult is weird.
0: Well, he, <laughs> he is the leader of that cult to the void. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, I think I didn't get the triangle. Did you guys no, get
1: that at all?
0: That was freaky, though. I mean, um, it's just like no, the cult symbol, but... right? Or am I wrong? Yeah, triangles have many different meanings. I'm not sure what this one. Just like I guess it, it was mainly the gateway, right? I mean, well, there was the gateway into the other dimension was a, the shape of a triangle, and then we... mm-hmm. spoiler. In the other dimension, there's a huge pyramid-type statue. So some some relevance to them is the other dimension is a pyramid. Mm. Okay, yeah,
2: that's true. So, I got something to say. <laughs> sure. These guys, um, like you said, their bread and butter is special effects, and it really shows because they're really good at that. Mm-hmm. But the fucking story really lacks because the three of us had no idea what was going on. And we've seen some movies that don't make a lot Like, Dead Heat didn't make a lot of sense. But we were able to follow it a little bit better than this movie, I would say. Mm-hmm. Like, that movie is crazy. It's about fucking two masculine dudes that become zombies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That are trying to live for longer than 24 hours.
0: <laughs> yeah. But at least it had a cohesive plot. A storyline that you could... You knew what their like their goals were, their objectives, what they're going yeah. for. This one yeah, wasn't none so that sure. that is in the void. That's true. Yeah. But it's pretty lacking. <laughs> it's just in like all of those things.
2: It, it's like he's mad because she lost her his child, their child. Mm-hmm. The doctor's mad because he lost his child. The the mean father's mad mad because he lost a child and his other child mm-hmm. didn't protect them. And lost his voice. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: um, we got stabbed in the throat.
2: Yeah. Protecting them. So... Yeah. And he's a fucking kid, so... Maybe cut him some slack because he can't talk anymore.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Do you think him and the nurse... That... Usually probably would have died in other movies. Uh... Like the nurse in training. Do you think that they like became a couple... And are just, like, and, like, they're, like, continuously running into this cult no matter what town they go into. You know, (laughs)
1: there's a very strong possibility for that. They set it up that way, did they not?
0: Mm Mm-hmm.
2: It almost seemed like there's no escaping it is kind of what Mm -hmm. it seems like because, especially with the father and the son, they, like... And in the whole Spirit
0: <laughs> never mind. <laughs> uh, shit, Jesus. Oh, man. Yeah, I mean, they kind of did set it up that there could have been a sequel. I've, I've heard that they're not going to. That's not the plan. Um, that's fine. Good news. <laughs> but yeah, there's there's two different... There's several characters or angles they could use to be a sequel, but they're not pursuing it.
1: Respect.
2: For, for the better, because... It, it just, they just, if they explained more, if they, if they, they just didn't have enough footing for it to, like, run away with a sequel. Like, it just, like, there was just too many, too many mysterious things about the movie that just, like, I don't even know what I would expect from a sequel or one from a sequel because there's just too many things that you're throwing at me and I, I don't even know what I want to answer. Yeah, I would agree with that.
0: I think they'd fall down the trap of, uh. We said there was a Hellraiser vibe, or I did. You said Event Horizon. Um, but I think they'd fall down the same uh, uh, path that Hellraiser did. They get progressively worse if you continue the series in Hellraiser, even though I'm a fan. like Objectively, they're not that great after the first one. <laughs> but it, it would be the same thing. I mean, Hellraiser contained it, the first one, to like that house where the guy comes back from you know the Hell... Um, from Pinhead but the second one takes them to where the Cenobites like live in their little box and that's what this one would do it'd take them into the void I feel like if you wanted to continue it Um, and it just doesn't pan out it just becomes like how crazy can we make this look and how gory can we make it and it would lose it loses a lot of story which this first one didn't really have Um, which Hellraiser did have a better first story yeah um, and speaking of Hellraiser 2 um, there was an homage to it um, there's a scene in Hellraiser where she's running in a hospital actually like through a maze out of where the Cenobites are and a creature is following her and the walls are closing in there's a similar scene exactly in this one where the the kid is running out and the, the new fetus monster Ew. is following after him
2: oh, yeah. and the walls close in about that.
0: <laughs> yeah If you didn't think there was a fetus monster in this movie, there is. So, stay tuned for that. (laughs) Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah, this movie's really gross. (laughs) It's just, like, it's just really violent and unnecessarily, like, gory. Nothing
1: will ever top Dead Alive for me, so this was, like, tame after I saw that.
2: Yeah, yeah. That's fair, but like I've seen it. <laughs> <laughs> I had I had no idea what, I it didn't was, see what was happening to me. I feel like at least with I would say at least I would argue for at least at alive he did it for comedic That's value true. It's completely in a dark in a dark humor kind of way. Um, and then this one is just like the thing was really gory and cool. Let's do that. <laughs> Because we're really big fans of that movie. Fair
0: enough. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. But then, Pete, what did you think of the one scene where they're down in the basement and there's, like, a room full of botched experiments from Dr. Powell that, like... Oh, yeah. Where they all come back to life and, like,
2: yeah, that red
0: lighting. It's, like, all blood and, like, contorted bodies. I mean, it probably
2: was, like, the most, like... Some of it was pretty fucking gross, but, like the the most impressive part of the movie, def for me, this like this amount of, you know, they put a lot of work into that scene for sure and did a really good job, and I give them props for everything they did with uh, the prosthetics and the makeup and all of that is really good, but it's just like without a any story whatsoever to hold it together, just this, this movie really falls apart, yeah, for me honestly, like. I know how you said, like, in the beginning, it, like, I thought about you uh, because it reminds you of the 80s movie so much. I was just like, well, I, you know, to be honest, I wasn't too crazy about this movie because there just wasn't anything for me to hold on to besides the special effects, which is, like, you know, I need... Sometimes I need a little more than that. This the movie presented itself as a real philosophical question, and that's all it was, is this, like, it is a question... There's no answers, and that's
0: about so it. So are you destroying <laughs> it? Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> yes, I am destroying it. Oh, okay.
0: <laughs> Pete destroys. All right. Um, does it sweeten the deal? This was a Kickstarter crowdfunded movie. Mm-hmm.
2: Um, yeah. I mean, that's, that's good for them, and I hope, like, I don't destroy their careers, <laughs> but, uh... They'll be fine. Yeah, they'll be fine, uh... I just you know this is a stepping stone for them. It's it's I, hopefully they are able to fine tune their later works and um, maybe yeah, like get some, you know have some other people look at their drafts and it's like what they need. Sure.
0: Yeah, because I think they're great like artists like creative people. That's what they they're red and butter. And I I thought directorially it was fine, and like the shots and the way the lighting and the, the filming was. Maybe their writing just needs a punch out. Um, but I, I, I said it was crowdfunded. It was—I think it was like eighty thousand—is
1: mm-hmm. what think they that got sounds through right?
0: the crowdfunding. Um, and I know in the box office they did like a hundred thousand or something. So they made it back. They made back. They made a profit. Mm, not huge, but it's still—it's a positive profit margin. Hmm. We got a Pete destroy over here, so that's one of us.
2: Yes, that's true.
0: Okay, I guess I'll go. I'll give it. (laughs) Um, no, I'm gonna echo a lot of things Pete said. I thought directorially they did fine. These two guys for this like their third movie I think they've done. Um, I love when people don't use digital effects for everything, and they did a lot of the prosthetics and the animatronics and all that was like real, and they did all the sets like from this old high school. So it was a really creative endeavor, and I thought it looked really cool. What kills it for me, though, is I couldn't really connect to the story. I didn't know like what it really was, so I couldn't relate to the characters. Or like when they died or were mutilated, I didn't really have that strong of an emotional connection. So I was left kind of confused. Maybe they were going for that, but I it just didn't do it for me. Um, so it kind of left me wanting to watch movies that they were emulating, it kind of left me wanting to go. Well, I want to go watch the thing, or I want to go. I want to go binge watch Hellraisers again. Um, Still can't believe you did that. By the way,
2: <laughs> I'll do it again
0: <laughs> gladly. You
2: uh, watched all ten Hellraisers, where I didn't watch a single child's play movie when we did that. Hmm. I just did it all from memory, and you just, you know, I'm going to watch all ten. <laughs> yeah.
0: it, I believe it's eleven Hellraisers, but uh, I mean, who's counting? Uh, <laughs> yeah, i it's a guilty pleasure. It's I know it's not great, but uh, I love them. But I didn't love this one, <laughs> so I'm destroying it.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, with that being said, um, you know, it, the good things about this movie for me, I think, were I thought the acting was pretty convincing. Um, I thought the Lovecraftian elements we kind of talked about earlier were spooky. Um, and I thought it was a pretty, you know scary movie you know um however i think it's a little too messy i think the plot is kind of thin um as i said i was kind of confused throughout uh very stressed out um didn't know like 90 percent mm. of the characters names <laughs> um so there was too much disconnect from like the viewer to the characters I think, which, you know, as you guys said before, it made it hard to care about <clears throat> what was happening to them. Um, kind of in essence it just made me think of like a very intricate nightmare, which, you know, isn't a bad thing for a horror movie, but um I think I would have to destroy it just because it was too hard to follow, you know, and I don't wanna be like concentrating that hard on just making sure that
2: I understand what's happening for a movie yeah like after I I watched it and uh Courtney my girlfriend caught the end of it and she's like what the fuck is going on and she's like read the entire like Wikipedia thing about it like, as it was ending, I still don't get it. Like, I was mm-hmm. like, I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm not surprised. It, it, this movie just makes no sense. Yeah.
1: I'm just glad that mm-hmm. seems to be the general consensus because I was, like, getting worried. I was just like, I think I'm, like, supposed to be getting it, but I'm not getting it. Yeah.
0: Yeah, like, so many times it teetered on, like, okay, this is what's mm-hmm. happening. This is where it's going. And then it would go, it'd, like, just do a yeah, 360 Like, in but, the complete nope, opposite direction. Yeah check out for this subplot or this thing we never told you. With that being said... What's behind door number three? Yeah. Mm -hmm. What's behind the door with the triangle on it? That's what I want to know. Guess what? Don't go in there. That would have been my advice. Um, With that being said, um, I do destroy it, but I would recommend it. I mean, I don't think it's fantastic, but... I'm I'm a fan of the, you know, the practical effects. So if you're into that, just to see what it what it looks like. I thought it looked cool. Um see it for that. Um I thought they did a good job, especially on the low budget, like really low budget. They got they had to stop f- production twice because producers pulled out of this $80,000 budget movie. And oh god. I mean, it's all the whole money is in the prosthetics and the makeup and the paint and all that stuff. That's where the money's at.
2: I think there's definitely, like, people will find enjoyment from this movie. And I think probably with people who are, aren't are as familiar, that are just, like, looking for a movie that's different. Mm-hmm. And this movie's different. It's different for sure because it's got, like... It, I would say in the beginning it's pretty cool because you're just like, man, I, I really want to know what's going on here. And maybe to a more casual viewer, there'd be, like, more satisfied, but, like, I think I've just seen too many movies that it is influenced by and mm-hmm. just like, and not doing anything to conclude it, which is why I, like, faulted it, because I was, like, I know better movies that you're taking source material from that you're just copying it because it looks cool or at least influenced by, but you're not, like, concluding it for yourselves.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd agree with that.
2: Yeah, that, that's it for me.
0: Alright. Well, everybody, that's it for today's episode um, of The Void. I hope you enjoyed it. Um, get on our website. We got one. We got a Twitter. We got a Facebook. We got on YouTube. So just leave us your comments. Let us know what you're thinking of the episodes. We'd love always to hear your feedback, as well as Maybe things you'd like us to talk about more, um, diff- mini-episode topics, ideas, what movies you want the gang to talk about. Uh, we're always interested in what you have to say. Um, but that's all I got. And until next time, you know where I'll be. I'll be in the shadows. Uh, I'm Peter,
2: and I guess I'll always be in the void, but I'm saying Good night,
1: you know. <laughs>